Welcome back, RFK Refugees. You've got John here. Ted is off doing his own thing. And I have with me Jeremy Garay of DC United. Congratulations on signing with DC United, Jeremy. Thanks for having me, man. And thank you again. And it's a pleasure to be here. You're from you're from Woodbridge. So as uh, a Stafford guy, thank you for representing the suburbs and uh, putting us on the map a little bit. So let's get started. Uh, DC United Academy. Uh, when did you join? About how many years ago did you uh, join the, the academy setup? Yeah, so I joined around five, five and a half years ago, and uh, I was I got scouted from Arlington, Arlington Soccer, and then from there I got I got picked scouted into the academy. So I, you know, I think I, I, all these people coming into the academy obviously have played uh, for their club teams. They're either the stars of their clubs, usually the stars of the club, I imagine. Yeah. Uh, and then everybody gets put into a big group for the first time. What was that like, sort of being uh, in that environment where? you're maybe not the first name on the team sheet every week because maybe there's guys who've been there a little bit longer or maybe are a little bit ahead of you in their development. What was that like for you? Yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's different. It's very different. I think at your club, like you said, you're like one of the, one of the best guys, one of the big dogs, but then coming here, it's everybody's handpicked. Everybody's at high level. And, uh, I think it's just, you, you can't take days off pretty much. If, if you want to give an impression on the coach or the rest of your teammates saying like, yeah, like I'm here, then it has to be every day. Every day you have to perform well and at a high level. That's that sounds like what Griffin said when he when we were talking about how is what his academy was like, which is sort of like you can't ever have a bad practice. You can't ever yeah. sort of not give a hundred percent because that's the level. Um, sort of speaking of that, did when did you know as you were going through that process that you might have a future career ahead of you in soccer? Yeah, so I realized it just realizing that. Uh, I could, I could be one of those players that puts together consistent performances in games and in practice. You know, just enjoying that process of okay, every day it has to be a hundred percent, and I'm coming here to get better and prove to myself and to everybody that I belong. Uh, you graduated high school this year from the DC United K twelve International Academy, uh, and as a side note, because I always do this, that's uh, what old people do. Uh, you graduated <laughs> high school of the year. I graduated high school the year you were born, so I feel extremely old today. But let's talk about your high school experience. You finished up at the International Academy. Did you spend your whole four years there, or did you do some high school at home and then some high school there? How'd that work out? Yeah, actually, so I did regular high school my first two years of high school. So after my sophomore year, going into my junior year, I, I did the switch to K-12, which is um, just full online pretty much. And... Uh, that just went into place because they wanted me to start training with Loudon and maybe get looks with the first team training as well. And they train in the mornings. So if I was going to regular school, then that just wouldn't be an option. But no, it's definitely it's, it's a very flexible schedule with K-12. So that helps a lot, you know, with even with Academy, you do travel a lot for either games or tournaments or showcases. And then with Loudon, it's the same thing for, for just one game, you'll travel a big distance. So it helps having a flexible schedule. So that helped a lot. And you were COVID ready ahead of the game since it was online already. It was you were you were doing what everybody, all the rest of your former high school uh, folks had to do the same. So I guess that that's good. Um, yeah, it definitely helped. What was for you the most notable thing about each of your level jumps? So we talked already about sort of club to academy, but academy to the USL and then the USL to training and signing with the first team. I'm sure that there's, you know, we've talked to a lot of the other academy guys where the speed is what they always talk about. But for you, what was the thing you noticed from each of those? you know, major developmental jumps that you had? Yeah, just start with the academy to USA. I think there you go from playing with kids your ages that are about the, they're like the, the same physical, you know, stage, I guess, in, in, their, in their careers, right? So you go from playing with kids your age to, to grown men, 
Um, so I think that that was one of the biggest challenges. So now they're they're stronger, they're faster. So you have to be able to think quicker, know what you're gonna do with the ball before you get it. So I think that and the attention to detail, going from academy to to pro, you know the attention to detail is a lot more emphasized, and it's just a lot more concentrated on that. You you really can't there. You can't take even one playoff or else either you'll it'll get noticed and you your team will get punished for it. So it's it's a it's a the high, the speed of play is also a lot quicker. What's been your most memorable moment with Loudon? Obviously, from a win loss perspective, it's been a it's been a little bit of a rough ride, I think, for you and the rest of the guys there. So that's 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 known. Uh, but has there been a moment? You've been doing really well. You're on all the charts for chances created. You're on you're on the charts for you know passing passing completion, having a really good year uh, on a team that honestly is put, making a lot of putting a lot of chances up there they're, they're just not you know finishing is a problem whatever it's a lot of like a lot of close a lot of close losses but um all that aside what's what's been your most memorable time there uh playing with the the Loudon club yeah so i would say there's been two moments i would say the first one would be my debut in 2019 that was at st louis i think that just it was just an unreal feeling you know just something you don't you don't uh it's just something that's not normal it's an unreal feeling and then the other one would be just be my first get Sager, I would say. I think just getting that start and going to full game in front of my family, in front of friends, just in front of a bunch of people that I know and just seeing my family afterwards, seeing how proud they were. It's it's you just can't put it into words how how, how that feels. What's the biggest challenge about it? Is it is it sort of the grind, the training grind? Is it the travel? Like from obviously you said, you know, Academy does does some travel, but I'm yeah. sure not as much as the USL side. What's been the biggest challenge for you personally? Yeah, they definitely don't travel as much, but they still travel. But uh, I would say the biggest challenge has been seeing that it, it is a job now, that these guys, they do get paid to, to play soccer, you know? So it's either they have families or they're trying to make it to the next level or whatever it may be, they, they take it as a job and it's taken seriously. You know, even in training, like guys do not like to lose because they literally are playing for their jobs. You know, it's it's not guaranteed that you get a contract next year. So just that, just the mindset of coming in every day, it's even, I, st- I said that in the academy, it was you have the mindset of coming in every day, it has to be consistent. But then at the USL or even first team, it's emphasized even more. I got to imagine even more so with USL too, right? Because almost everybody there is on a one-year deal for most guys. So it's, <laughs> you're at, particularly on a team that is is maybe not winning as many games and also has sort of a, perspective about developing talent like yourself and some of the other players that have moved through. I got to imagine that training is not cutthroat, but I imagine there's lots of very serious, <laughs> serious men uh, on, on a daily basis trying to make sure that they're putting their best foot forward and making sure they are earning that next contract. That's yeah. that's what I would imagine anyway. Yeah, no, for sure. It's it's obviously not cutthroat that much, but it's right. right. It's def- it definitely gets intense. You know, it's and you can tell it's it's not something that's taken lightly and guys just hate to lose. They hate to lose. Uh, walk me through the experience uh, when you heard that the team was looking to sign you to a contract. Obviously, you were, I believe, a commit to NC State, so that had to obviously be part of the decision process. So, yeah, talk talk to me about when you heard about it and what what went through your mind when you were deciding what to do. Yeah, so um, I heard a few weeks before they had offered that they, they were keeping an eye on me and seeing how I was developing and everything. But yeah, I was committed to NC State, and when I got offered, it was it was hard, you know, it's 
choosing between going to school and, you know, starting your degree off or either finishing it and then, or going pro. But um, I wanted to be a pro for, for a while now. So that for me was, it's, it's my dream. It's what I want to do. And, you know, I, I did, I am a pro now, but uh, it's, it's definitely, it's, it's definitely hard to make a decision there, but it's also just a very good feeling knowing that, you know, your hard work does pay off. At, at some point you know and not saying that the hard work is over now but it's just starting but hard work so far it has paid off but it's it's definitely it's just a good feeling you know do you think it's easier to make that choice as a, a guy who's been in the academy a long time so obviously you've been around the team it's been basically a part of the way you've grown up like this whole setup has been sort of very normal to you been around the first team obviously i'm sure you've had opportunities to train with the first team occasionally here and there do you think that made the choice easier for you to say, I'm ready to be a pro now, whereas maybe some people who came in later to the setup, maybe when they were 16 or 17, get just getting ready to go to college, maybe they think, I'll do the college thing and see how it goes, and then I'll come back and see what happens afterwards. Do you think that had anything to do with it? Yeah, and I think I think it helped a lot. I think, obviously, I've, I've been there for five years, so I have some type of connection with the club, with the coaches, or the even the, the homegrooms that are there now, the like the Moses, Kevin, Jacob, Griffin. Um, you know, so I had a bond with them. So I think it definitely helped, but I think at the end of the day, it, it matters what you value the most, you know, either getting the education first and then going pro or it's, it's going pro now. You know, I think for me, my family does, they do value education. So that, that's what made the decision hard for me, but this is what I wanted to do. So I think definitely going through the Academy and being there for so long, I think it did help because you just have a certain feeling for the club. Also, college isn't going anywhere. <laughs> it's there. It's there for you when you're done. So I wouldn't worry. About, I would never sweat that. Um, how? How do? How do? Obviously, you talked about all the guys you know from the academy. But uh, how about the older guys? How are the first team guys treating you in training? I assume it's not too bad because they obviously have had. I, I know that they were making Griffin carry around buckets of balls and stuff earlier on in his his career. What's it been like for you so far? Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely like that. So coming from like the academy <laughs> or USO, like. Maybe you're like one of the good, good or best players there, but once you get to the first team, that doesn't matter. You have to prove yourself by being respectful off the field, but then also on the field, proving that you can play with them. You know, it's it's not it's not easy to 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 gain their respect or anything because you have to prove yourself. But no, for the most part, they're they're very welcoming to older guys. You know, you just have to treat treat them with respect, and you'll get respect back. I, that feels like one of the like the biggest predictors of success for an athlete, other than talent. Everyone's talented, right, at that level. But like people who are okay and eager to overcome that challenge. Like I think a lot of I think about you know bad athletes like myself. Like you do a thing, you're good, and you get to a level where you're not the best anymore, and you're like, all right, well that was fun. I guess that's 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 as far as I go. But I feel like to succeed, you've got to continue. You're obviously going to level up, level up, level up. Say you play for MLS. For a few years and you level up to that to, to a different league maybe in europe or wherever you want to go then they're, you're right there again it's exactly the same story and you got to prove yourself all over again do you think that that's sort of as you've developed and gone through academy to usl now to, to dc united like do you think that that's something you're really focused on uh in yourself so that you can uh continue to improve yeah no for sure I'm, like i wanted to be a pro for a while but i knew you have to go from level to level and you have to continue to rise through that but um yeah it's it's just part of the mindset that you have to you have to adapt and you have to just gain control over. I think, like you said, it's you go from level to level and it, and it gets harder. Maybe you're not the best guy there anymore, 
but it's just something that you say, yeah, like I'm gonna prove myself that 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 I belong here, you know. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's definitely it's definitely cool to to go through the experience, and it's it's not easy. It's not easy at all. But it's it's definitely something good. It's a good obstacle to go through. It's an ego check, I imagine, every day. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably you're like, oh man, that's I, I have to imagine. Uh, so speaking of you know levels, what's your long term career aspiration? Obviously, you're just sort of getting started here at the at MLS, but like you know, I ask you know Griffin, everybody, do you want to play in Europe? Like, is that is that where you see? Or do you want to play Champions League? Is there a team that you think you, you know when you're when you're when you're sitting back and thinking about your future, is there somewhere you think you're going to be? What's your long-term horizon goal? Obviously, you're focused on the now and improving, but yeah, have you given a? You know, where where do you see yourself? Sounds yeah, like a job of, interview. Yeah, at the end of the career, I think of my career, I think I would just want to say that you know I gave everything to to myself or just to be the best player possible. You know, just on and off the field, just doing the right things and doing everything to say at the end of the career that, yeah, I did everything possible for me to be the best player I am. But no, I think a dream would definitely be to play, to play in Europe. I think that for most guys, that's, that's just the place to be. But for me personally, it's to say that I gave everything to be the best player possible. And hopefully that, that is in Europe at some point. Is there a team you support out there and, and sort of in the European? Yeah. Leagues? Yeah. So, so diehard Real Madrid fan, my whole family, diehard Real Madrid fan. So decent, that's a decent target. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like you were to say something like, uh, "I'm really into Bour- uh, Bournemouth. I'm into Everton. <laughs> like, like sort of like, a, yeah, yeah. I for sure, no problem. Maybe, <laughs> maybe put in a call. Um, what? Te- so I guess this kind of qu- this question kind of leads right into that. What team do you play for? Play as on FIFA, and how excited are you for the next roster update? So you can play as yourself on <laughs> DC United occasionally. Yeah. So it it really just depends who who my opponent is, but. uh Five star team, obviously. Obviously, five going team? five star online. Who are you gonna pick? Probably Real Madrid, right? No, I pick. I pick maybe not France. this year. I yeah, maybe no, not this year. <laughs> yeah, not this year. But not when Ronaldo was there. They they were the team to go to. But now it's it's France. I think with Mbappe, it's, he's almost like a cheat code. So it's, it's yep. You just have to pick them. I I feel like all, like half of every online game, someone's France. It's, it's, yeah. There's always a year where there's a team where it's just like, well, that's every. I'm gonna be playing that team, or I'm gonna be that team. Um, have you had a chance to, sp- I'm sure you have, but, uh, any conversations you've had with the new coach sort of, uh, you, uh, you've been in the Academy long enough that you were here for half of Ben Olsen's, uh, uh, term with the team. Uh, but have you had a chance to speak with him about, you know, where he sees you fitting in, like what parts of your game he wants you to focus on and get better on? Yeah. So I've had a few conversations with him, but, uh, yeah, he said he likes me as a player and he obviously sees my strengths and everything. He sees the talent. He thinks just defensively and just getting stronger as a player. Um, he's definitely just being more consistent in that aspect of the game because I think everybody knows that I'm the best when I have the ball at my feet. You know, that's the type of player that I am. I'm a very technical player, and he, so he just wants me to work on just getting stronger, like in the gym type stuff. You know, because I I am still 18 and I am going against grown men, so I think that that would also that would definitely help. And then just defensively, just improving on that side of the ball as well. And he says, "I'm sure have infinite stamina because you've watched the you've watched <laughs> yeah. the team play and you see what's what's required." Uh, last question for you: We asked Moses this when he was on, and he gave the answer that I was hoping he would based on the way he plays. But uh, what player do you watch and try to model your game after? Or do you do you see someone sort of on on the European stage? Where you're like, 
that is sort of like how I play, and at my best, that's what I'm hoping to be. Is there a player that stands out for you like that? Yeah, so three comes to mind, actually. It would be Tony Cruz from Real Madrid, Busquets, and Jorginho. I think all three of them, they have mostly similar qualities to me as far as technical ability and, and passing. I think they all control the tempo for their teams with their passing, and they're not the type of players that that are like, let's say, they're the stupid star of the team, like a Messi or Ronaldo. But uh, they, they're very important and, and key players to their team just because of the jobs that they do with controlling the tempo of the game and stuff like that. So I think going uh, looking at those three players, those are team players that I watch and just try to model my game after them. Do you take penalties like Jorginho? I do not. I do not. I have not practiced that <laughs> <That's>, technique. <laughs> yeah, that's. I think that's something you practice a little bit later in your career. I think that's a, that's a tough one to come to the, the. Yeah, I do this pretty cool stutter step, Aaron. Check us out, Jeremy. Thanks for joining us. I really do appreciate it. Where can people find you? Obviously, they can find you on uh, DC United and and on Loud United. But where can they find you on Twitter or Instagram? Do you have any accounts that you have people if you want them to, if they want to follow you and see what's up? Yeah, on Instagram it's underscore Jeremy Garay, and then on Twitter it's Jeremy Garay ten. Awesome. So make sure you're make sure you're doing that. And uh, thanks for thanks for joining the show this week. Again, you can always find our stuff on RFKRefugees.com. If you want to support the show, go to Patreon.com/RFKRefugees. And we will be back on Monday with a weekend full of probably, I guess, I guess spirit recap and maybe Gold Cup stuff. We'll see. It's actually going to be a crazy weekend with a lot of uh, a lot of finals. The Euro finals this weekend, Copa America finals this weekend. So uh, I imagine we'll have some some good stuff to talk about on Monday. But thank you guys for joining us. And vamos. Thank you.